Welcome to the Chris Wallace Chronicles. All right, you don't know who that is. Okay. He lives in Australia now, but he lived in Hollywood before Australia and New York before Hollywood. You know, the actor, the songwriter. He was at ringside for the first Ali Frazier fight, Liza Minnelli's date one night. He used to smoke weed with Morgan Freeman. Likes to tell stories, like this one. I must give off some special kind of musk. Example, I've been in Hollywood maybe two weeks when this lovely Lebanese woman invited me to meet her at a disco. The disco was located behind the Beverly Wilshire Hotel. Before leaving New York, I'd bought this beautiful three-piece Italian-cut navy blue suit that looked like a million bucks on me, if I do say so myself. I decided to wear it for the first time that Sunday night. I was living in the flats on Sweetser between Beverly and 3rd and decided I'd walk. So I'm walking down Doheny, and when I get to Wilshire and turn right, I see that I'm the only person walking on Wilshire Boulevard. This is at around 8 o'clock at night, maybe 9 at the latest, but probably closer to 8. Across the street, I see these three or four LAPD cruisers screech to a halt in front of this building. I keep walking, but I hear this cop on the bullhorn say, Come out with your hands clearly in the air. You're surrounded by the Los Angeles police. I repeat, come out with your hands clearly in the air. I thought, boy, these guys don't fuck around, do they? But I kept walking west. I get about four or five blocks up the street when I hear a voice. A, I'm the only person around. B, I'd been living in New York for more than 15 years and knew that you do not stop walking just because someone talks in your direction. So I kept walking, eyes straight ahead. The voice sounds a little more urgent when it says something to me this time. I turn and there's an L.A. cop standing there with his arms on top of his cruiser pointing a gun at my chest. He says, up against the wall, you make one funny move and you're dead. I started to walk toward him to tell him he was obviously confusing me with someone else. He said, up against the wall. I swallowed my smile and turned toward the brick wall. Put your hands behind your head. I did. Interlock your fingers. I did. Down on your knees. I'm dressed like a million bucks, remember? And he wants me to go down on my knees on the concrete. But I didn't think this is the right time to bring my new suit to his attention, so I go down on my knees. Cross your ankles. Aw, man, you try crossing your ankles when you're down on your knees with your hands on your head. Fingers interlocked, but I did it. If he'd said, now give me a half gainer, I'd have done that too. He comes up to me and puts his hand on my hands. I don't know where his gun is at this point. Then he says, do you have any ID? I say, it's in my inside jacket pocket, but if you want it, you get it because I'm not moving. He reaches inside my jacket pocket and pulls out my wallet. Just about then, I hear another voice say, Hey, what's going on? My guy says, I just apprehended this suspect. The other guy said, They're looking for kids in jeans and t-shirts. My guy says, Oh. And he hands me my wallet. You can get up, sir, he says. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. I stand up. I'm about three inches taller than he is. Inconvenience, I say. You were pointing a gun at me. You were going to shoot me. His eyes said, Keep talking and see what happens. Then he started to get red in the face, and it seemed like he was inflating. I'll tell you the truth, it scared the shit out of me. He looked like he was ready to blow. I quickly got real friendly. I just finished playing a cop on all my children, I said. We never had a situation like this in Pine Valley. Ha, ha, ha. His color started returning to normal. 
The other cop said, have a nice evening, sir. They got back in their black and whites and drove off. I headed for the Beverly Wilshire. Just a few weeks before that, I was on Broadway and 91st one evening when these two guys were having a very vocal disagreement that looked like it was going to escalate. A New York cop saunters up to them, steps in between them, hands in his pockets, and says, hey, take it someplace else. These two guys went in separate directions, and that was the end of that. My Beverly Hills guy drew a gun on me for walking on Wilshire Boulevard at night, wearing a brand new three-piece Italian cut navy blue suit, I might add. I sure wasn't in Kansas anymore, Toto. Another time, this is after I'd been living in L.A. for a while. I lived on Elm Drive in Beverly Hills. I don't know where my girlfriend was on this Saturday night, but I was alone. I had a few puffs of a joint and decided I needed some chocolate. Not that I've ever needed weed to stimulate a need for chocolate, but anyway, there was a market on Doheny that was open late that I decided to walk to for some chocolate. It had to be around 9 o'clock, no later. I had the rest of the joint in my pocket, and I'm on my way back from the market on Doheny, approaching Wilshire, when this black and white comes up Doheny and passes me. I look over. There are two cops in the cruiser. They look at me looking at them. And I thought, what was that? But I kept walking. I get to Wilshire and cross the street, and before you can say Jack Robinson, the black and white screeches to a halt behind me. A cop jumps out and grabs me. Put your hands behind your back. He handcuffs me. There are people all around. I'm hoping nobody recognizes me. I don't know if the weed made me brave or not, but this time I'm pissed off. What are you charging me with? I yelled at him. He surely wasn't expecting that, and it threw him. He started a fumfer. You better charge me with something or take these fucking cuffs off me. His partner came up. Where do you live? Do you live around here? I stared him down, too. Yeah, I live on Elm Drive. What did I do? Why are you harassing me? I was loud. If they'd looked in my pocket, they'd have found a reason, but they didn't. They just saw me walking. Nobody knew what was going to happen next. Then, for reasons only he could explain, the cop took off the cuffs and they went back to their black and white without saying a word to me. Not even have a nice evening, sir. On Monday morning, I decided to call the Beverly Hills Police Department. A very friendly woman told me that there had been a suspicious-looking character apprehended at Wilshire and Doheny at exactly when I was there. And after questioning, the officers determined that the suspect was not dangerous and released the suspect. The suspect! I got the case number, and I wrote a letter to the Beverly Hills Police detailing the encounter and embarrassment and humiliation it had caused me. I left out the part about the weed. A couple of days later, I get a call from one of their slick-talking PR cops. He was so sorry, and those cops are under such pressure. And you know how it is, and let's forget about it, and tap dance, tap dance, tap dance. I said, all I was doing was walking in Beverly Hills. Give me a break. He dances some more. I could feel his warm, friendly smile through the phone. When he was convinced I wasn't going to sue anybody, he said, have a nice day, and hung up. Another time, you think I'm making this up, don't you? I'm not. And by now, you know the musk I mentioned didn't attract lovely Lebanese women. So another time, I was on Wilshire Boulevard for the unveiling of a big statue of John Wayne on horseback in front of a great western bank. Now, what could I have possibly done to attract the attention of law enforcement standing there, straddling my bicycle with a bunch of other people looking up at a bronze replica of the Duke? I have no idea, 
but like clockwork, this cop sidles over to me and starts giving me shit about what? I don't know, but he got up in my face. Maybe he didn't like what I was wearing. Maybe he didn't like where I was standing. Maybe he didn't like my bicycle. Who knows? But there he was in my face. I hadn't even noticed him or looked at him before he came up to me. He gave me shit anyway. He didn't give anyone else shit, just me. My buddy Hawk was an A-list film editor. We'd been friends in New York. He lived on Gregory Way in Beverly Hills with his wife and two daughters. He was cutting a film a few blocks east of there, a relatively short walk. Hawk was black. He was also overweight. If he worked late and it was getting toward dark, he ran home in a panic, afraid a cop would see him on the street in Beverly Hills after the sun went down and want to know why. I had another black buddy, Sundance, who was thinking about leasing a Lexus from a dealership in Santa Monica. He and the salesman were stopped at a traffic light. A black and white eased up next to them, and the cops stared at them. The white salesman noticed and said something to Sundance like, I wonder what they're looking for. Sundance said, they're wondering what a, and here he used the N-word, is doing driving a Lexus. This isn't news to any African-American. It's business as usual. But I'm not black. I'm probably not white either. In one of his routines, Louis C.K. tells a story where he mentions a Greek friend. He said he wasn't black, he wasn't white, he was Greek. That's me. But whatever I was in L.A. sure attracted cops. Another time, I was on my bicycle on Hollywood Boulevard. I was approaching a light that was turning yellow. For a nanosecond, I thought about pushing through, but instead, I squeezed the brakes. A black and white eased up next to me. I hadn't gone through the light. I'd stopped. Maybe stopped a little short, but I'd stopped. I wasn't even in the crosswalk. Don't you know that fucking cop rolled his window down and yelled at me? You weren't going to stop, he said. I'm stopped. What's the problem? You were going to run that light. I didn't. Yeah, well, I'll let you go this time, but you better watch it in the future. What the fuck? I've got one other story that involves the LAPD, but first a little background. If you grow up in a small town in Ohio, there are certain rites of passage that are required. You have to get a driver's license when you're 16, and you have to have a gun. Before you can get a real gun, you probably have a BB gun as a warm-up. So I owned a 22 caliber bolt-action rifle and a 12-gauge shotgun. I may have gone hunting three times with my older brother, but that'd be it. Otherwise, I never fired either of them and had no use for them. But when I moved to New York, I took them with me. They sat in a closet. Then, when I moved to Hollywood, I took them there with me, too. At some point, I realized that it was stupid to have firearms around the place and decided to get rid of them. There was an LAPD precinct just up the street, so I grabbed my two guns and went there to turn them in. The cop behind the desk said they didn't want them, but there was a pawn shop around the corner on Santa Monica Boulevard where I might be able to sell them. This is the cop telling me to do this. So I go around the corner to this pawn shop. The guy there looks at him and says, I don't want these. They won't sell. There's a cop station around the corner on Wilcox. Take him there. By now, my attitude is WTF. So I think for a minute and decide to walk on Santa Monica Boulevard to a Trader Joe's a few blocks away to use a payphone with the two guns over my shoulder. I go to the payphone and call 911. The operator asks me what my emergency is. I tell her I've been trying to get rid of these two guns and nobody's interested. 
I say, I'm going to wait for 15 minutes, and if no cop shows up to take them off my hands, they're going into the dumpster. She says, please stay where you are. About five minutes later, this black and white cruises up. I've still got the guns over my shoulder. These two cops come up, cautiously, I might add, with their hands on their guns, but not drawn this time. When they get to me, I just say, here, and drop the guns onto the sidewalk. Okay, so I leave L.A., and I'm living in Melbourne. Elwood, in fact. A nice suburban neighborhood. It's a beautiful Aussie day. The sky is blue. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. And I decide to take a walk. I go out my front door onto Glen Huntley Road, cross the street, and I'm off the main drag on a side street. I look up, and coming in the opposite direction is, you guessed it, a cop car. There are two officers in it, one male, one female. I look at them. They look at me looking at them. They continue, and I know in my heart of hearts they're going to turn around, come back, and fuck with me. No sooner had the thought occurred to me than, sure enough, they pull up next to me. Now, what are you doing, mate? I'm taking a walk. You live around here, mate? Yeah, right around the corner. What's your address, mate? Obviously, I brought the musk with me. I'm Chris Wallace.